Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Now available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, PodcastOne.com, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. If you don't know your numbers, you don't know your business. That is what NetSuite by Oracle is set out to solve because most companies don't have a clear picture of their finances, and that's why many businesses fail. The question for any business owner out there is, are you confident that you've got the right numbers at your fingertips? Now, I've never run a business, but you know we work on kind of a small business here, and we all make sure Dan has all the information he needs. It's huge. Now, serious entrepreneurs and finance teams run on NetSuite by Oracle, the world's number one cloud business system. NetSuite offers a full picture of all your finances all in one place in real time, right from your phone or your desktop. Schedule your free demo right now and receive their free guide, Seven Key Strategies to Grow Your Profits at netsuite.com slash Patrick. Set up your free demo and get your free guide today at netsuite.com slash Patrick. Again, that's netsuite.com slash Patrick. You got to have all the information right in front of you. Go to netsuite.com slash Patrick. Broadcasting from the Mercedes Man Cave. The great Jim Jackson. Are you a football fan, Jim? You know it's Steelers, baby. Yeah, but didn't you grow up in Ohio? Exactly. <laughs> this is Dan Patrick. Made it to a Friday. Welcome in. Dan and the Danettes. Dan Patrick Show. Glad to have you on board. Excited today. Don Mattingly, one of my favorites. The Marlins manager will join us coming up next hour. Get his thoughts on all the baseball drama that's unfolded. And we're still waiting for the Red Sox. Their punishment. Big Poppy gets in front of a camera. And I don't think it was a good thing for Big Poppy talking about the cheating scandal. Have that for you coming up as well. Play of the day, stat of the day, got a poll question. Also, check out our YouTube channel when you get a chance. Got some fun things on there. Go to the uh, Dan Patrick Show YouTube channel. Yes, Paulie? You could do a deep dive on there and find a lot of old clips, like, you know, Seton ordering uh, coffee with a Tiger mask on, me getting lit up by numerous NFL players. You can go deep dive there. Yeah, a lot of videos there. And uh, if you go to uh, YouTube channel for the Dan Patrick Show, I think you'll be entertained. A lot of fun things. Yeah, Paulie? Uh, I I don't want to break the channel, but there's Chrissy Teigen wearing nothing but like an Army football jersey there on that channel. That's enough to probably put it under. Which would probably lead you to Chrissy Teigen dressed up as some type of Elf. Elf that was. When she came in and helped us decorate the tree. I hadn't noticed that. She was wearing what? Yeah, and and so she was on a ladder doing the uh, ornaments up at the top of the tree. Todd, of course, was doing the ornaments at the bottom of the tree. Very. Well, yeah. someone had to do, you know, you have to decorate the whole tree. Yeah. You never decorated a tree in your life. Never. And that day, and I like that Todd didn't get up, you know, he let her get on the ladder in her little elf outfit, and then Todd was taking care of the bottom of the tree. Yes, Paul. Todd basically converted that day for like a 24-hour <laughs> I period. I did. I'm not sure if I'm Jewish right now. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. This program brought to you by the great folks at True Car. True Car. Shoppers save an average of over $3,500 off the MSRP. See what other people paid for the vehicle you want. The new True Car. Buy smarter. Drive happier. Say good morning to our radio and TV partners, 362 cities around America. Also, DirecTV Audience Channel 239 and BR Live, carrying all three hours. NFL expansion has been the big storyline this week. The league wants to add a regular season game and then adding more playoff games. Also, they want a second bye during the uh, season. And the result could be pushing the Super Bowl back, probably to President's Weekend, Therefore, you would have, most people would have that Monday off after the Super Bowl. So could you imagine if the Super Bowl was actually 
last weekend and not the first Sunday in February. You know, it's a dry sports month. NFL playoffs would certainly spice things up. And if the NFL is going to make this move, they might want to explore a couple other things. How about a game on Saturday night? Or you make that Monday after the game a national holiday. Now, President's Weekend, you would already have that. Um, No matter what they're going to do, the NFL is going to be adding more games. And we'll see if these collective bargaining uh, negotiations can uh, get them a contract that they can ratify. And that uh, there's already been fallout here. The it, the owners, it feels like, are are winning the negotiations. They're going to win this negotiation. Now, I don't want to go deep into the weeds on this because I don't think the average football fan really cares about it. I, I, I'm just curious, you know, do we add the 17th game? Okay, now how do you schedule the 17th game? Where's the 17th game scheduled? Do you get a home 17th game one year and then you get an away game the following year? That's what I'm curious about. The playoffs... I don't like that one team gets a bye. Um, I, I think we've seen the precedent here. The last team to uh, not have a first-round bye to make the Super Bowl, win the Super Bowl, the Ravens in 2012. It's a huge advantage there. And now you're going to have six games on wild card weekend. You know, you look at the, the owners are, are quick to want to get this ratified. That's what makes me nervous. Like when the owners say, hey, let's speed this up. Let's speed this up. Come on, let's go. I get nervous, especially from the player's perspective. I think one thing to keep an eye on is the haves and the have-nots with the NFL players. You got a lot of guys making a lot of money, but you got now you're going to add that 17th game. The NFL owners are proposing a maximum of $250,000 for a week 17 game check on contracts already signed. 47% of the league's starters make more than $250,000. This is according to Darren Ravel. Yeah, Paul. Wait, I'm confused by this. So if Aaron Rodgers makes $1 million per game, which I think he makes more than that, he gets paid $250,000 for a 17th game? This is Darren Ravel saying the NFL owners are proposing a maximum of $250,000 for that week 17th. If that's paycheck. factually correct, I would never consider that deal. I would want to be paid actually more for a 17th game, not less. Well, this is why the, you know, the guys who make a lot of money are saying, we don't, why is it we have to add another game to just get a raise? Anybody who's gone through a negotiation knows this. When you go in and you say, hey, I'd like a raise. Okay, I'll give you a little bit more money. And then they add something. You never get a raise where they go, you know what? You don't have to add any more work here. We're going to give you a raise. A raise is really not a raise. All it is is we're just going to add something to your job. And we're going to pay you that. And this is what I think some of these players are saying. Hey, why do we have to add a 17th game to get more money? Didn't we already earn this? Haven't we been good partners? Don't we put a good product out there? That's what I think some of the higher-end salaried players are concerned about. Uh, Darren Ravel goes on to say, the new NFL deal proposed by the owners would pay players that max $250,000 for the 17th game in contracts already signed. The players cannot accept anything less than receiving the same amount they make for a regular season game check for that season. Many players make more than $750,000 per game. 
you know, I, I've covered these situations before with strikes, lockouts, negotiations, and it usually comes down to one or two things. And the players felt like they had some leverage for the 17th game. And that, that was their leverage. We'll give you the 17th game. We want some other things in there. But the casual fan, I don't know how much you care about health benefits for these players. I don't know if you care about marijuana testing is going to be greatly reduced or diminished. Um, you know, some of these other things that are thrown in there. But, but these are important for a lot of the players. Because not everybody's making a million dollars a game in the NFL. And you have those players who will need these benefits, do need these benefits. But it always makes me nervous when the owners are quick to try to ratify a contract where you go, hmm, maybe we need to slow down. Yes, McLovin. So the owners have this TV negotiation looming, right? Yep. They, they want to get it all done. Oh, yeah. I'm also curious, too. Like, this is a big offseason for Dak Prescott and Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes. Like, is this... Are their contracts going to be affected? Probably. Well, salary cap's going to go up. Like, I would wait. I'd want to know what that new contract... I mean, this is a 10-year deal that the owners are signing with the players. 10 years. You know, how outdated is this going to be in five years? Three years? But I always come back and I understand, if they're getting 48% of the money, then they're getting 48% of the money. It's just a matter of how you split it up. So why do you, why do we have to add an extra game? Why, why don't we just get 48% of the pot? Well, fine. Either way, like adding an extra game, that money goes to the players. But you have to play another game. Well, right. Otherwise it'd be 47.5%, whatever. Yes. They wouldn't have given you a raise. They... Right, been you know minuscule raise now because you're taking the 17th game. Now you get to have a raise. That's it. They you had to give them something to get a raise that you thought you were probably entitled to. But that's deceiving because they all get raises anyway. As the pot gets bigger, they all get raised. I mean, they're 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 still getting a percentage. Whatever the owners make, the players get the same percentage. So it doesn't matter. Like if the owners cut this great TV deal, that's great for the players. No matter what, 47, 48. I don't think it's that big a deal. It's $5 billion. Right. But they're still getting raises. You say like it's not like their salaries are staying flat if the NFL does a great TV deal. There's... But you still have to. Okay. It, it's like, um, let's say you got, there's a, a pizza, right? You got a medium pizza and everyone got two pieces. And then you bought a bigger pizza and everyone gets two pieces. The players want three pieces of the pizza. And as it gets bigger, they still get three pieces of the pizza. That's the difference. The, pe- right. the it, it naturally gets bigger. You're always going to get your two pieces. That's in perpetuity. That's agreed upon already. They want three pieces of pizza instead of two pieces of an eight-piece pizza. That's well, it. By, by the way, we don't know. That, my, my da- I, that's how my daughter talks to me. Okay. We I, don't know for sure that that 48 number. They might give them 48 even if it's 16 games. That's not – how do we know that they're – it's not that big a deal. By the way, 48, that's like – they're still like baseball players get a lower than that. It's not bad. 47 is not bad. It's a pretty good number. The NFL is king. Right. So the more money, I'm just saying, like, the more money the NFL makes, the more money the players if, make. If you would have said that, I don't even know why we're adding a 17th game. The reason why we're adding a 17th game, it feels like, is the owners are going to get their money, and this is the only way the players get a raise. This is the only reason why that percentage goes up, 1.5%. But you can't go all, you know, it's nothing. It's $5 billion from what I'm told. How do, so you're saying, oh, they wouldn't have gone to 48. So say J.J. Watt and Richard Sherman get the shot down. They're not going to, they're going to take out that 48 point? 
No, I, I don't know. I don't know what power J.J. Watt and Richard Sherman have. I, I'm guessing this is going to pass. They're going to be guys. J.J. Watt sent out a tweet last night on his honeymoon. Uh, a hard no with, uh, you know, what he thinks of this new deal. I right. like he sent that out during his honeymoon. Yeah. When I read that, I thought, wow, this might not pass. You know, um, I don't know. I, I, I'm guessing it will. I think that the I think the NFL Players Association have already, you know, kind of canvassed the room here. You know, the people, the players know what was being put on the table. It's not like they wake up and go, wait a minute, what? They're, they're, they're already, they've been informed of what is going on. And they knew what the numbers were going to be. They knew the 17-game schedule was going to be there. We weren't sure if they were going to add a playoff game or not, or playoff teams. Now we know that. So I don't think there's any surprise in here for these players. I'd be shocked if some of these, you know, your union leaders or, you know, on each team didn't you know, dispense information here. Yeah, McClellan. I think it's, that's a fallacy. As fans, this is the first we saw it, and we're, we assume that's oh. the first the players are. You're right. We have no idea. <laughs> I'm going to guess they, they've been negotiating this for how long? I mean, come on. Remember in 2018, on a slow news day, you had shows going, lockout coming 2020. And I went, I'm going to hold <laughs> off on that story. <laughs> just, just for... Just for a little bit. Damn, we missed the boat. I know. I didn't get a chance to hype that up. 2020 lockout. <laughs> uh, Jacob in Iowa. Hi, Jake. Hey, bud. Yeah, hey, I was just calling to see with the NFL uh, extending their season a couple of weeks. How is that uh, going to affect the XFL and them wanting to extend their season next year? I, I don't. I don't think they're worried about the XFL. I am. Are you don't want to step on their toes. No, <laughs> you don't want to step on Vince McMahon's toes in this situation here. What are the uh, Rumble fish going to do? Rumble, <laughs> the Albany Rumble fish, yeah. or something like that. I, I don't think the XFL. <laughs> the Milwaukee Firemen. Wouldn't, wouldn't have been great if somebody in a meeting goes, uh, "Hey, if we extend this, uh, what about the XFL?" Ah, oh, damn it! <laughs> Foiled again. Uh, oh, Vince McMahon's not going to be happy with this. Uh, Vince, I got some bad news. We're going to extend the NFL season. The Super Bowl is going to be played President's Weekend. Yeah, like hell you are. <laughs> like this hell you are, brother. War. Yeah. Top rope. Yeah. Here I come. I'm bringing in Hulk. I'm bringing in The Undertaker. Mick Foley. Ooh, yeah. Get Mick Foley in that negotiation. You'll win every time. Oh, <sighs> Now you got a poll question, McLeod. I don't. I don't know if the fans care about you know the gory details here. They care about more football. That that's that, it. Yeah, that's give it. us a seventeenth. Like game. I don't need this. I don't need extra playoff teams, and I don't need a seventeenth game. But it doesn't mean I'm not going to watch. It if I if they don't get the health benefits they want, it's not like I'm going to go. You know what? I'm going to boycott the NFL this year. Those guys, they only got a five years uh, health benefits. Yeah, I think I have a, a bad take. Can I share this bad take? Yeah, go ahead. I mean, well, I thought you already had one. It's a naive bad take, but this okay. health issue, I feel like the you know adding a 17th game, every, a lot of critics are pointing out, oh, no one cares about the health. But I do feel like the game is a lot healthier than it was five, 10 years ago, based on the fact that quarterbacks all run like 20 times a game with no fear whatsoever. feels like you can't take shots at guys like you used to. So I feel like the game's a little safer anyway. Is that totally naive? 
Well, I think a billion-dollar lawsuit probably uh, changed that, that you had to make it a little safer there. Right, so I feel like the risk of a 17 game is not so huge as it used to be. Well, I think you got to factor that in, though. I, I just I think these guys, the, the prep work it takes to get ready for a game each week, and now you're adding another one, and now we're going to be... You know, knee deep into the postseason wildcard weekend with six games and two more teams get in. It, I think you just do the math of the number of chances you have to get hurt. That's why we've taken away the kickoff. That's what, like they're trying to reduce the number of injuries that they have. They're going to be injuries because of the sport, but I, I, I just don't know. Adding a 17th game is still dangerous. Yeah, I feel like. But they, they got to continue to make the saver. Like, they got to get headshots out of the game because you're right. There's more shots for it. There's still a few, but they've done okay. But they're doing better, but they couldn't have done worse. That's true. Well, James but, Harrison retiring help, helps. <laughs> when Vontez Burfick retires, yes, that'll help too. Those two guys, I believe. But yeah. adding another game doesn't help. No, you're right. And either side, like the players are saying, all right, hey, we'll play a 17th game. And then the owners are saying, we want a 17th game. Do they really care about their health? If I was a 27-year-old football player, I would probably say, all right, 17th game, extra paycheck. If I wasn't a star player, uh, if I play four years, I get benefits, uh, vested, and okay, that's pretty good. I mean, that's I would be thinking, I mean, put yourself in that position. You're playing football, and you're getting paid pretty well. They're going to add a 17th game? All right, risk, reward. All right, I'm okay with that. At 27, you're not thinking about what you're going to be like at 50. Yep. You're not. Luke Keekley is concerned about what he's going to be like at 50. Not these guys who are playing now. Yeah, Paul. The league minimum is 435000 but the mean of a median average income of a player is $1.1 million. That means four extra games, you're looking at $4.4 million for the same exact career. You play four years as a, you know, outside linebacker for the Bears, doing nothing, making a million dollars a year. You've got, you know, look at all the extra checks. Yeah, Tom. And talking about offering players things they should already be getting, these things stood out to me: mandatory improvements made to visiting locker rooms at every NFL stadium, <laughs> and new standards set for rehabilitation facilities, training rooms, and team equipment. Now I'm going to sign that deal. Now, now, <laughs> the dilapidated locker rooms that currently exist. That's we should we'll, we'll clean that up a little bit. For you guys. By the way, I'm hearing that's called the Redskins rule, that visiting locker room rule. I don't know oh. what that means, but apparently there's one culprit. Oh, really? Yeah, that's what Twitter says. Like, Washington is not a fun place locker room to go to. I'd have, yeah, they, maybe they pull like the old Red Hour back where they make it uncomfortable. Like, for there's no hot water in there? Like, what do they want? Like, potpourri? Like, you but do you remember the, that in high school where you'd go to the visiting oh, locker room yeah. and it was a disaster? Yeah, but even the home locker room wasn't any good. Yeah, see. It was actually usually better when we traveled because <laughs> our home locker room was so terrible that we would go to like, you know, some other random school that had money and yeah. you're like, oh my God, look at this. This is their school? It's amazing. Yeah, Paul. If I were an opposing player, I'd love going to the Redskins. You go there for four hours and you leave with a win. I mean, oh, I wouldn't really care wow. much. Of, wow. wow. Too soon. Too soon. Wow. All right. Well, we'll look at uh, some of the details with this collective bargaining agreement. You know, I guess it'll be CBAs for dummies. Well, uh, Andrew Brandt, who uh, has been involved in these negotiations, uh, he's going to join us coming up. Just what it, I'm just curious about the schedule. How do you how do you get a 17 game schedule? And and obviously, it's not going to be balanced. But what do you do? And is it neutral sites? 
um, you know, adding the uh, two playoff teams. I, what is the what is the chance of making? Is it forty four percent chance of making the playoffs now? Does that sound about right? Depending on which franchise we're talking well, about. Well, yeah, there are certain ones that <laughs> they're almost 100% not making the playoffs. Again, the back to the Redskins. Yeah. Why are we doing this? I don't oh. know. That's mean. That's mean spirit. I think it's you have a 44% chance of making the playoffs now. These owners are going to have a shorter fuse with these coaches. You're like, you got 44% chance of making the playoffs. But that's like NBA and NHL are like that. Oh, I know. But with the NFL, everything stands out. And everything's magnified because it's, you know, a 17-game schedule. Take a break here. Uh, Don Mattingly will join us in the second hour of the program. Uh, It's uh, 21 after the hour, Dan Patrick Show. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to Geico.com, get a quote, and see how much you can save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. Once again, it's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. Geico.com. After decades of making our name as the nation's leading carry-out-only pizza chain, Little Caesars is proud to announce its latest venture, Delivery. For years, they've brought customers delicious pizza at ridiculously good prices. So look out, world. Something delicious is coming. Little Caesars is some big news. They now deliver. From the creators of the $5 hot and ready pizza and the extra most bestest comes the latest and greatest pizza innovation, having it brought to your doorstep. Crazy, crazy amounts of toppings at the nation's best price. Now delivered. You can get the same Little Caesars pizza you love brought right to your door. Order it online or on the Little Caesars app. Now you don't even have to leave your house to enjoy our hot, delicious pizza. Claim of nation's best price is based on comparison of the following pizzas for the top four national pizza chains. Little Caesars custom top pizza with up to five of our toppings. And the other three pizza chains, comparable large round standard menu custom top pizzas. Sold at everyday menu prices. Delivery available at participating locations only. Delivery fees apply. So come on, get your Little Caesars. It's being brought to your doorstep. You can't beat it. Oh, yeah, by the way, pizza, pizza. What's the poll question we're going to have, McLovin? So I know you don't want to get into the minutia here. No numbers. So Paulie had an idea to universalize this question about adding a game. I would prefer my current five-day work week at my current salary or work an extra Saturday (laughs) as well and get... Uh, let's say a 30% raise. A big raise. I don't know. Thir- maybe, yeah, 25. I'm not sure what the number no, So let's say you worked in that. If you got a 20% raise to work Saturday, that's not a raise. That's just getting paid exactly what you get for one more day of work. But I could say a 30% raise, which would affect anyone at their job. But you have to work Saturdays. Do you ever get a raise and they don't add things to your job title, duties? It, it's it's rare, right? So you're not you don't really get a raise. Right? Yeah, McLovin. I think you can get a raise without like adding a job title, can't you? I don't know. Like no, a you year- can, but do you? <laughs> well, you get that like a little yearly. It raise, never happened or... when I was at ESPN, <laughs> and I and I was getting more money. I always got more job jobs to do. It, it wasn't just hey, you did a great job the last couple of years, and we're going to give you a raise, but we're going to have you do this and this and this. Yes, he. Typically, the way someone will get a raise or promotion now is you replace the person that was just fired because they were making too much money, and then you do all of their work plus all of your work for less money than what they were making. That's kind of the modern corporate structure. And they get fired because you're too expensive. Yes, Paul. I once got a job offer a long time ago that I was very, very excited to get. The person was on the phone. He goes, 
goes, we're gonna, you're going to start in two weeks, so blah, 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 blah. And I was so excited. I mean, unbelievably excited about this job offer. I hung up. I never asked him what the salary was, and I was too afraid to call back. I, didn't, I was so excited to have the job. So I went in my first day, and I did not know what my salary was. I felt like such a dope that I didn't ask, so dopey, that I just waited until I got my first pitch. I'm like, oh, nice, super. But I was so blindsided. Yes, yeah, he I was when I was working in radio in Hartford producing a morning show and I got a job offer from a station in Boston, like a dream job station that was like, oh, my God, this absolutely I'm so in. I'm like, so what's the money? And it was way less than I was already making. Oh, 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 <laughs> way oh, less. Oh. And I actually said to the guy, I was like, hold up. So I'm supposed to be in the Boston area and live on that. And he's like, yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. Let's bring in uh, Andrew Brandt, columnist at the Monday Morning Quarterback, uh, former NFL executive, and we thought we would uh, bring in Andrew, former NFL executive. He could dumb this down for the uh, for us and our audience, or at least for me. Uh, Andrew, thanks for joining us on short notice. I, I've mentioned this when I started the show. I get nervous whenever the owners are excited about something and how they've sort of been using us in the media to send this message out. What do you make of, is this one-sided with the uh, owners versus the players? Hey, Dan, I do have to comment. You use those three words. I remember going on set at SportsCenter or NFL Live and hearing my producer tell me in my ear, hey, Andrew, dumb it down. <laughs> well, <laughs> So anyway, um, you're right. Listen, the owners want this deal. And why do they want the deal? Because they want to go to the networks, digital media, sponsors, etc., and say, hey, we got 10 years of labor peace. Don't worry about it. There's no lockout. There's no strike. There's no work stoppage. Buy in and spend all the money you have because we're a product that's going to continue. They want the deal now rather than the uncertainty of potential labor problems in 13 months. I get it. The question is, are the players getting the, using this leverage enough to get the concessions that they want? And what have we heard from players the past one, two, five, ten years? No way, no how, we're playing more than 16 games. And so much hypocrisy from the NFL talking about safety and health while making us, wanting us to play more games. Yet, here we are. We're talking about a deal being voted on today that includes an extra game, more inventory for teams, which is great. Is it great for players? You know, we can talk about some of the deal points. It just seems like they could get more out of this for the leverage they have, which they never have leverage, yeah. because they want the deal so bad, the owners. Well, I don't want a 10-year deal. If I'm a member of the Players Association, like 10 years is an eternity. And it feels like you know, maybe five years because I don't know what the I don't know what media is going to be like then. I don't I don't know if it's you know I know you like to say I like what's in front of me and I know what's in front of me and that's great. The, the NFL keeps growing and growing and growing. It feels like in five years this deal is going to be outdated. Yeah, I mean that's my first criticism. I just don't get the idea of a decade long deal and no other NF no other PA has this. They have five-year deals or seven, eight-year deals that have opt-outs after three or four. You know, I know why the owners want a 10-year deal, of course. But like you just said, the economics are going to look so different in maybe even two years with the new media companies. And again, the new media deals are not just going to be ESPN, ABC, NBC, Fox. They're going to include Google and Yahoo and Twitter and Amazon. So... What are we talking about here? 
we're talking about the NFL being very strategic in the way they negotiate, and I did it for 10 years as a player negotiator. I'm honest. What I did was I tried to entice players to take a deal with a lot of upfront and early enticements, and then you lock them in with cost certainty for a lot. Listen, some of the things that are going to be on that NFLPA conference call today is going to be, hey, guys, 100,000 increase on the minimums. And 100 million in 2020 that we wouldn't have if we did this if we didn't do this deal. Well, 100 million is three million per team. Come on. <laughs> and, and then you know, the, and then you get to 47 percent, and you get to 48 percent, and 48.5 percent, which sounds good, but then it stops. Then you got eight years. I, I, you brought up my first and maybe major criticism. Like, why are we doing a 10-year deal with no opt-outs? But well, I also worry about the haves and the have-nots here, too, Andrew, because these guys who are already making their money, and now you're adding a 17th game, and if your contract's already signed, you know, is there a cap on how much you can earn for that 17th game? It's great for the backup linebacker, but... You know, Aaron Rodgers and J.J. Watt, you know, trotting out there. They can't be too thrilled about this, I would imagine. I don't get this, Dan. If the NFL really wants to make a deal, why do this? You know, why do this? Why make players that make more than $200,000 a week? And I know people are like, that's so much money. But listen, these are high-value people in the entertainment industry. So if Aaron or Russell Wilson or, or by that time Pat Mahomes or whoever it is is taking a 20, 30, 50, 100% pay cut, you know, why, why, is the NFL, why is the NFL even proposing that? Oh, by the way, you know, with the 17 games, the guys who make a lot of money are going to take a big haircut. I mean, come on. What is in the NFL's reasoning that they just wouldn't pay the pro-rate portion of that 17th game starting next year? To me, if the NFL really wants to make a deal, and maybe they're holding this little point we're talking about as the closer, maybe, but it just seems to me odd they're trying to make a deal with that provision. How do we get the 17-game schedule, the actual schedule? What's it look like? Where's that 17th game played? We have no details, but I'm guessing international because we've gone in London. We've gone from one to two to four games. I think we'll end up at eight. We won't have a London team. We'll have a London schedule between three stadiums, 16 teams a year. That's half the league. The rest of the league, I don't know, Mexico, Toronto. We've heard about Germany. You know, it just seems like the logical extension is going to be that 17th game becomes international. Uh, and I don't maybe that be, and maybe it's a domestic game somewhere, pick a city that St. Louis, San Diego. I don't know. So that's my thought, but I got a year to figure that out. Andrew, thanks for joining us. If you were uh, telling the player, talking to the players today, what would you advise them to do with this deal, this uh, proposal? I guess what I would say is, even though the NFL is making it seem like it's a take it or leave it in final proposal, there's always room for more continue to negotiate i think we can do better andrew thank you we appreciate it always a pleasure dan that's uh, andrew brandt always makes me smarter uh columnist at uh, monday morning quarterback and of course former nfl executive um yeah just it, it's it's kind of strange here it feels like your marquee players are going to have a problem with this now we as fans 
more football, nobody's turning turning that on. You're not. But extra uh, week there, set week 17. That The reason why there's a week 17 is because they added two more playoff teams. So now 17, there's, let's say there's six teams that are vying for that final spot in week 17. Now you have, now 17 is interesting. If you don't have the extra playoff teams, you're not going to have that 17th game because now you may have 15, 16, and 17 that don't mean anything or 16 and 17 that don't mean anything. Now I get more teams involved. Now you got a 44% chance of making the playoffs when the season starts. All right. I get it. As a fan, I'm not going to turn it off. I just, if I'm a player, I probably have some second thoughts on some of this. Yeah, Paul. You know, without getting into minutiae, it does seem like the players have most of the leverage of the NFLPA because the NFL wants this. They want more football. And the players have the option to say no to it. They can't force them to play more football. They can't force them to add stuff like that. The 17th game is the biggest thing because that, that changes all the TV contracts. But the players seem to have all the leverage here. Like, hey, man, make a better offer. Keep making better offers or we'll just stay with 16 for the next five years. Like they did five years ago when you first reported this, six years ago. And I'm, it's, I'm, I look at it and I go, if I'm a player, I would want five years at the most. And I would say, we just want to raise. We don't, we don't want a 17th week. We don't want two more playoff teams. We just want, you know, give us a raise for what we gave you. We, we've given you a great product. We would just like a raise. Just raise it up, you know, one and a half percentage points, and uh, that's worth whatever to us. That, that's what I would want. I don't need to add a 17th game. I don't need to add the postseason. It feels like you're given, your leverage is that 17th week when it should be, we're the players' union. You need us. If not, then we'll strike. But the way it is now, the owners it the owners leaked all of this, by the way. The, the owners know what they're doing. They're they're sending this out so we as fans go, what do you come on? Of course you'd sign up for another week, another paycheck. We don't know what the paycheck is. You're getting another paycheck. Shut up and go out there and play. Another two playoff teams? That's great. Hey, the Steelers and Rams would have been in last year. We all win. Yeah, Paul. Do you think the owners leaked this or the players leaked this or NFLPA? Because I, I thought it was the owners at first because when I saw it, I'm like, wow, there's there's like 40 things here they're offering the players. But I didn't know if any of those things were any good. I just saw a lot of things. I, like, why would, they, why would the NFLPA or the players leak this to garner? Oh, the, to me, it's the owners who are leaking this because they, they want to put it out there. So the media then goes, oh, man, this is great. 17th. Who, who was saying... Yeah, oh boy, I don't want to. I'm not watching that week 17. Hey, I don't want two more playoff teams. Probably very few are saying this. You get that public sentiment, and then as a player, you're probably looking at this or hearing this and going, "Yeah, I guess you know. All right, yeah, it sounds all right." Yeah, see. And when you start looking at the numbers, it's like what you're getting the 48 percent. You're getting five billion dollars. Yeah. How much more do you greedy players want? Yeah, it sounds good. I think when you start to, you know, take the uh, carving knife to it, you go, maybe it's maybe it's not as good as it appears, but it feels like this was a media blitz by the owner's side of things. We'll take a break. Phone calls coming up. Play of the day is next here on the Dan Patrick Show. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with Geico. Geico makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. 
It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to Geico.com, get a quote, and see how much you can save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. Once again, it's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. Geico.com. Hey, listeners, just wanted to take a minute to thank all our great sponsors and all of you great listeners for supporting this podcast. We certainly couldn't do it without either of you. And I wanted to remind you that you can support our sponsors by going to our show page at podcastone.com, clicking on the support this podcast button, and there you will see all our wonderful sponsors that help make this show possible. Thank you for downloading, subscribing, and of course, supporting. And now back to the show. Oh my God. The play. The play's play. Of the day. This is the play of the day. Check this out. He's starting to switch. Oh my goodness! 36 footer. Bam Adebayo never saw anything like that in Pottville, North Carolina. I'll tell you that. That was incredible. Like his his range last night, and he's not a big kid, but to be able to have that ability to shoot that deep in an effortless way. Wow! He shot from the logo last night, and the Miami Heat are a good defensive team. Trey Young drops 50. 12 of 25 from the floor. So he put up 50 on 25 shots. Fourth youngest player to ever score 50. Interesting list. Brandon Jennings. Didn't Brandon Jennings put up 55 one night as a rookie? And I went, Brandon Jennings has put up 55. LeBron and uh, Devin Booker are the other ones who've done it uh, at a younger age. That's a little Ice Ice Baby. Uh, By the way, Trey Young's nickname is Ice Trey. Oh yeah, Ice Trey. I didn't know that he was. Wasn't he a rapper in the eighties? Ice Trey. Yeah. There's Ice Cube, Ice T, Ice Vanilla something? Ice, Vanilla Ice, Ice Amy. Yes, Todd. What about Magnifique for a nickname? Couldn't work that in. Oh. Uh, Atlanta, like uh, Dominique, the connection. I see the French Trey Magnifique. That's not bad. Oh, okay. Thanks, Todd. I yes, tried. yes, McLovin. No. Can we now safely say that Trey Young is the next Steph Curry? If you want to, I don't. I mean, <laughs> there's so I'm many. Say it. There's so many the other things that I have to worry about. I don't. If you want to do that, go ahead. I mean, you're not gonna. I'm not gonna yell at you and go. He's not the next Steph Curry. I, I do like this though. The approach is, yeah, but does he play defense? Can we stop with this? How many? How many guys play defense in the NBA? Oh, yeah, but like, can he stop somebody in crunch time? Can anybody stop him? Yeah, boy. By being declared the next anybody, you're already less than them because that's your title. Like, Steph Curry was the first to do it that way. And so anyone's like, the next Steph Curry means you're automatically below them. You're an imitator. I mean, it's great. I mean, he's a fantastic player, but he's basically modeling his career after them. Well, that's why, you know, when people were all there, everybody's looking for the next Larry Bird. Like, Remember Keith Van Horn? He's the next Larry Bird. Yes. Luka Doncic's the next Larry Bird. No, Luka is different than Larry Bird. He might be better than Larry Bird whoa, whoa, when it's whoa, all said whoa, and done. Whoa, oh, just whoa. throwing it out there. We keep waiting for the next Michael Jordan. Kobe became the original, the first Kobe. Well, we, we keep going, oh, he's the next, and, and you're not. Who is ever the next? We love comparisons. We love comps. You know, but it doesn't always work that way. And usually if 
it's a white guy who's good, then you find another white guy who is, you know, got similar skill set. Tom Gugliotta. Yeah, Googs is the next Larry Bird. Yes, he. But until that person becomes the first, they're always going to be yeah. the next. Yeah. You know, because you haven't seen it yet, so it hasn't even been identified. When do you graduate to, I'm no longer, like, when did Kobe, he's not the next Jordan, he's Kobe. Uh, did he? Oh, I think he did. Mm. Well, no, he wasn't the next. Nobody's the next Jordan. He can't be. Not possible. Now, if you want to say he plays like him, great. When Kobe went Black Mamba, then he became the original Kobe, and he wasn't the next Michael Jordan. Because we realize there's not going to be another Larry Bird. Just not. There'll be players who might be similar, might be better, but there's, it's the original. There's not another Muhammad Ali. Just not. The original. Might be guys who turn out to be better, but they're the originators. Yeah, Paul. Yeah, like with Kobe Bryant, he, he appeared to, if you watch the documentaries, he admittedly modeled everything after Michael Jordan, yeah. and he came up about this short of having an equal career to Michael Jordan. If you look, I mean, considering how close he was to the time of Michael Jordan, he over, they intersected, he was really close to having an equal career. By the way, Play of the Day brought to you by Tacova's. Uh, Tacova's boots are handmade, full grain leathers by world class boot makers, and Tacova's cuts out the middlemen, sells directly to you at great prices. Shipping returns, exchanges, free and easy. Visit Tacova's.com, T E C O V A S.com, slash DP, Tacova's Western Goods for New Frontiers. I saw the headline, and I, I wasn't sure if the headline was going to match up with uh, the actual sound. Uh, do you have the headlines with Joel Embiid? There's a bunch, Dan, but they're all... Joel Embiid declares himself the best player in the world. Joel Embiid says he's the best player in the world. It's, there's a dozen of them out there. Okay. Uh, here is Joel Embiid. You know, in the All-Star game, just proving that, you know, I'm here. I belong um, in being the best player in the world. Uh, you know, I just intend to just, um, you know, keep coming out every single night. Uh, just play hard, uh, trying to get wins, and, you know, just go out and trying to win a championship. All right. I, I don't know if it's quite the declarative statement there that he's the best player in the world. He he gives the impression that he feels like he is. Yes, McLovin. Did he sort of mean to say being among the best players in the world? It sort of that, felt like a half sentence. That's what I thought. Oh, by the way, he was so exhausted. I watched this game. He was sucking wind like I've never seen an NBA player suck wind by the end. Yeah. I mean, he had to play extra minutes with Simmons gone, and he's <laughs> rounding into shape with his injury. That should be his nickname, Sucking Wind. Yes, Todd. That's a big word to leave out, though, whether he was tongue-in-cheek or he actually believes he's the best player in the world. Among is a huge word to leave out. It totally changes the meaning and what people would think of uh, the braggadocio-ness of that. You, you have to believe it, but that doesn't mean you have to verbalize it. Because I'm going to guess there's probably 10 guys in the NBA who feel like they're the best player in the world. But they don't, they don't have to verbalize that. If I ask LeBron, are you the best player in the world? I don't know if he says it publicly. Uh, does the Greek freak say that publicly? Uh, when Steph Curry's healthy, does he say it? Does Luka Doncic think he is? I, don't, I think you have to have that attitude to get to that level. But if Joel Embiid wants to consider himself the best player, I don't care. Like, people get up in arms about the silliest things. Can you believe Embiid thinks he's one of the best? Who cares? Like, who cares? You can't say that. Hey, Tommy, do you know what Embiid said? Like, who cares? 
He's one of the better players. What it does is it opens himself up for more criticism because then you're going, oh, one of the best players in the world. Yes, Tom. I always thought there's something to be said for humility. I know we want our players, especially if he's on our team, to say I'm the greatest in the world. But when someone asks a question and, and they respond with, and rightfully so, um, from a public standpoint, they say, you know, that's for you guys to decide. I don't get into that debate of who's better, who's the best. I don't know. I, I kind of like that, even if it sounds Who like a Who is the best booker in sports radio history? That'd be me. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Todd. <laughs> Do you have an NBA game for me, Paulie? Do we have time? We don't have time, but it could be teasable. Oh, a teasable item to yeah. keep people listening. Joel Embiid. Yeah, Radio 101, Dan. Okay. Joel Embiid says he's the best player in the world, whether he's being facetious or not or whatever. I want all of us to write down, assuming everyone's healthy, who is the best player in the world today. Write it down, and we'll reveal it next next segment. Now, best player means what? The best, whatever your definition is of it. The, assuming everyone's healthy, caveat. Okay. Who is the best player in the world today? Save it. Okay. Save it. Don Mattingly will join us. I'm going to make him squirm a little bit. I'm going to ask him about the Astros cheating scandal. And Big Poppy opens his big mouth. I don't know how somebody from the Red Sox organization didn't go, no, I don't think this is a good idea. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to Geico.com, get a quote, and see how much you can save. It's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. That's Geico.com. Once again, it's Geico easy. Visit Geico.com today. Geico.com. Podcast One has some exciting news. It's official. Our shows are now available on Spotify. And it's free. We want to make it super easy for you and your friends to listen to our podcasts. And joining Spotify allows us to be in even more places for fans to find us. If you're already listening to music on Spotify, you can now listen to our podcasts in the same place. If you're not on Spotify yet, all you have to do is download the free app. That's right. No credit card necessary. And simply search for our shows to start listening. 